The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 35. Failure is never final. Five, six, seven, eight. Hello there, and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so happy you joined me today. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. This week, I will just be featuring our interview. I don't know yet if this is going to be a permanent thing. I guess nothing is permanent, but I thought I'd try something a little bit different by just featuring our guest. And this week, it's Emeroy Bernardo, and he has some great updates from the last time that I had him on the podcast several months ago. And I think that you will get a lot out of hearing the highs and lows of his journey on his new business project, as well as how he structures his day so that he gets the most important thing done. Thanks again for joining me. And here we go. Hey everyone, this is Emeroy, High Performance Coach, top-selling dance instructor on Udemy and author, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with my friend, Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. So my next guest is a dear friend of mine, and I'm so thankful that we had a chance to connect and talk business and talk dance. And he's also done quite a number of amazing things since we last talked on a previous podcast session. And his name is Emeroy Bernardo. He is a high-performance coach. He's also an author. He's a dancer. He's a choreographer. He just does everything. He's been very successful in selling courses on dance, on breakdance particularly, and hip-hop on Udemy. So you can definitely check him out there. He has an exciting project going on in the works right now that uh, there's a ton of potential. And so I want to introduce you to an amazing guy, Emroy Bernardo. Thank you so much for joining me today, Emroy. How are you? A little tired, but I'm so thankful to have you, uh, to be back on. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy since the last time. <laughs> I know, I know. There's been so much. You know, it's amazing. I always talk to people like, you know how much can happen in a short amount of time? I mean, people think that like a year or even six months, but so much can change, especially for the better. So much can change in such a short amount of time. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Since our last conversation, you've started on a new project and I think it's really exciting. And I want you to take us through the process, the victories, the unexpected results and, you know, where you're at with it now. Okay. That's a loaded question. <laughs> so the current project I'm working on is called Sequence, which is uh, a tentative name, if that's the right appropriate word for it. We're it's actually we're actually going through a rebranding, but we're not going to reveal until uh, my friend sl- uh, is slash designer slash U- UX designer is done putting uh, some final touches to it because uh, we don't want to show everything and then. It, any promo videos still look like the old ones. So we're trying to make sure everything is on point in regards to that. So it's an app 
called Sequence. It's designed to help choreographers, cheer directors, marching band directors, anyone working with like huge groups of people or having to coordinate big groups into formations. The whole goal of it is to simplify the i sim- simplify the process of creating formations so you can focus more on being creative. From my standpoint as a director or you directing years ago is that formations were my weak point. I hated it. I'd much rather mix music, which is one other thing I had to do, mix music than work on creating formations because most of the time I ended up creating the same looking formations. So I, I would end up feeling like I wasn't being creative. And I got to talk to like a hundred plus dance directors and a lot of them felt pretty much the same way. Like they felt like they weren't being creative enough. They felt like, uh, it was hard for them to remember where people were going, especially when people were absent. So, and that's uh, one of the things that frustrated me too, is that when I was dealing with creating formations for a save eight people, and I'd have to throw all that in, out the window because two people couldn't make it because I don't know they had work or they had a family emergency. So I I, I wasn't good in creating formations on the fly. So the whole point of sequence is that I I don't have to worry about creating new formations where it's preset. I can I can co- fo- focus on customizing it a little bit or just working with what I've got. So it it takes the thinking power of what may have already been created because there's nothing really new under the sun it takes out having to think of quote-unquote new formations and allows you to focus on how your how your dancers can look in those formations so that's the general run of what sequence can do for choreographers and cheer directors and marching band directors i mean ultimately you'd be able to add pictures uh, of where your dancers are, so that way you are constantly aware of where they're going. You'll be able to share PDFs of it to your da- email it to your uh, your dance crew, so that way they have no excuse to forget where they are. Uh, sync it up with music, uh, that way you can see the timing to see if the formations work or if it's just too short-lived. Uh, one of my weak points when I was doing formations is like sometimes I'd be in a formation for like a four count and be the one, two, three, four, and then people would have to instantly move to another difficult formation pattern. So it was, this is pretty much the formation I wish I had 10 years ago. The app, I mean. <laughs> I think you brought up something important about the fact that you've created this this template to work off of that has so many possibilities, but it takes care of like what you said, um, the formation so that you can be creative. And I think it's important to point out also that you surveyed your target market. And I think that's that's really important when you're developing a product. What do you want to say about that? Oh, yeah, that was definitely something I, I learned uh, from Ramit Sethi. He surveys hard. He said minimum 2030, see if people would be interested. I, I also asked them uh, how much they would, people would pay like crazy, like, a huge variety of prices for this. Some would pay, some wouldn't pay for it. Some would pay two bucks for a regular iPhone app. Some were willing to pay 300 bucks for it just to make this happen. So, uh, but yeah, getting as a strong idea 
of what the audience wanted gave me a lot of talking points to cover because I was able to imitate their language and make them feel like I was understanding where they're coming from. So that was huge. And I even went through Facebook groups, left it, left messages there to see if they were, see if they're willing to fill the survey. I went to all my choreographer friends to see if they would be able to uh, see what they would think. And yeah, it's definitely necessary. <laughs> it's been definitely a, a peak to peak journey for you because it's, it hasn't always been smooth, right? This whole process, like, yeah, it's been one hell of a journey. I mean, I originally started this. I originally wanted to start this formation app back in two thousand, end of two thousand twelve, or in beginning of two thousand thirteen. Because in my head, like we're in the generation of apps. Why is there no apps for dancers like this yet? And I tried to develop it on my own, but then I realized how overwhelming it was. So I just dropped the project, and then because I figured. Someone's going to eventually make this app happen. And the app did kind of good, too, because I got emails saying, like, hey, can we get more formations going here? And at the time, I didn't know anything about really about entrepreneurship or business. I just wanted to create something cool. And if I had known what I know now, I would have then seen that's a market saying that they needed this. And, well, flash forward to 2015, there's still no real good app to make this thing happen for the dancers closest thing right now is playbook but yeah i think my first my a couple of the highs and lows like when i we first released the first the demo it went crazy it spread like wildfire uh, a lot of people dancers were sharing a lot of dance teachers were signing up so that was exciting seeing how how many people really wanted this because i wanted to see how if they're interested that's why I released the initial demo video, promoted that we were going to have a Kickstarter to help us hire a company to help us finish the job because this is crazy at in terms of adding licensing for 3D, a, a video game engine that we need, and uh, just having some place to aggregate the information for all the preset formations because one set amount of dancers, say 14 dancers, can easily have 100 different variations and that's a lot of information to process. Now imagine how much 100 dancers can be. Being able to put find a place uh, for storage for that kind of information was something that we had to take into consideration, which is why the, we had the Kickstarter. And then when we launched the Kickstarter, it seemed promising because so many people were so, so hyped up about it. We had a initial goal of 40000 This is just to uh, pay the company we're, we were working with to make sure we get everything we wanted. My mentor said, if, if, you're fun, you're, if your campaign isn't funded within the first two to three days, it's doomed to fail. And within seven days, we had only gotten about over a thousand dollars. And I was in denial. I'm like, oh no, is there anything else we can do? And throughout that month, I was completely unsure of what I was supposed to do. Yeah, that that's definitely relatable. I, ha I asked. Two of my mentors to uh, take a look. Uh, they said, pull the funding. It's not going to get funded. That was tough because it was almost like saying, like a girlfriend saying, we're over. Okay, bye. For, I think, a good month, three weeks, I felt pretty down because I felt like, like there was so much expectation. A lot of people wanted this to happen. I felt like I let them down. 
I felt like I let myself down and I, I like that whole feeling of a failure, but just taking it, trying to shift the perspective of saying it's just a setback. I, I audited everything. I saw what I could, I saw what I could try to fix in terms of how can I make the copy better? How can I make the video better? How can I make the images better? And that's where I came to the point of asking my friend, uh, Kevin for help because he, he said, this is something he's, he was passionate about too, but my own ego is like, no, I can do this on my own. And because, uh, because it's like, it's an, an app idea and I think it's not, hasn't been really successfully done yet. And I was, was my own paranoia was like, he's going to try to take my stuff and uh, I don't know, to try to get all the credit for it, but contacted him for help. First initial meeting, I was like a paranoid old man. It's like, so <laughs> I was so like shut down, not shut down, but like guarded uh, when I was like vetting him to see how serious he was how much he wanted, what his intentions were after that initial meeting and what say, and what he said he could bring to the table, like a, a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders because we were able to strategize more long-term game for us. So things started picking up from there. That's what led to the renaming, led to us talking more about the MVP, the minimum viable product. Because my mistake was I wanted the whole thing right now and it's i think that's like my hugest like vice is that is my impatience like i want i don't want just this like i don't want just the small piece of the pizza i'm going to eat it right now because i know i can that's do a true it. entrepreneur talking right there <laughs> <laughs> so learned that the hard way and I talked to the, t uh, the sequence team like yeah you should take your time because i realized once i take it uh, I do take more time. I can more effectively build the list, the the early bird list of everyone, and promote it. And since then, like I said, we rebranded and came up with a new strategy, new name, and also gotten opportunities. I've been got, getting contacts from random people around the world. Friend Joel, who's an HHI judge, contacted me about it. Elm. Contacted me about it to see if, how Boogie Zone can help or be a part of it somehow. Another HHI representative from Europe wanted to be part of it. Cold Shock Canada uh, is helping support it. Now, one thing we're trying to land right now is we're trying to talk to some people from World of Dance, chat with one of the directors there. So cross our fingers to meet up with them. It's exciting to see the different... People interested in opportunity have come since my initial failure. So I'd say it's another get bless blessing in disguise that because now I'm able I'm able to network and work with chat with all these people who are interested in supporting it. Things that's where we're at right now. Uh, I'm currently creating a handbook for, uh, formation handbook that has preset formations for the people who are on the list to show our appreciation for being so patient. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be meeting with some world of dance people. That's where we are right now. And it's exciting. It might not sound like it because I'm a little tired, but it's really exciting. Um, <laughs> Thank you for being honest about that. I appreciate but that. Yeah. It's, it's not an acknowledging where we were in terms of 
first set, first few hundred people excited, then failing at the Kickstarter, then having to acknowledge that we are this is a long term game, then finally asking for help, slowly building it back up. It's just within the past few months, it's just been a crazy roller coaster. Now that I really, really look at it, it's been great. I've been, I'm just extremely grateful for that. Actually, looking for help now, <laughs> so. I think you brought up some important points. First of all, reassessing from the first result, which, you know, I, I don't personally look at it as a failure. I just see it as like an experiment. So you found something that didn't work. But now I see this snowball effect, you know, this snowball building up that's just going to gain momentum because of all these things happening for you. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to kind of roll with that, you know, and I know, you know, we've both talked about this quite a bit. And and just the journey, I think it's one of the most fulfilling journeys being an entrepreneur and going through this kind of stuff because you learn so much. So um, even with dance, I mean, dance is a journey in itself, but having dance and business together, I think it's an awesome combination and I see great things happening for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm still continuing to grow in because that this whole perfectionist thing is like, I got to get it done and right once and only once. And otherwise, you're a failure as a human being or something. But it's always a humbling experience to to mess up. I think that's, that's one of the reasons I, I, I jumped into it, because it's extremely scary. And the fact that I could mess up existed. <laughs> so, and that's where I know I can grow the most. Because essentially, I mean, after talking to people about it, it's just, I'm not just creating an app, I'm creating a potential company. Yes. The idea of that was like, oh, what did I, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> uh, an exciting journey, an exciting ride for sure. Yeah. I, talking about it, like now seeing the future of it, I'm like, we're not just going to make it for dancers. We're ultimately going to aim for it to make it something that we can use in, for sports, soccer, uh, basketball, football. I could envision coaches in the NBA using this app showing the players how to how they're going to run the play instead of having still having to resort to the, the whiteboard. I've heard you mention often that for you, success is not about just business, but all facets of life. Setting an example for your son, being a certain type of person with integrity. How do you balance that? You know, we just talked about, you know, you talked about the whole perfectionist thing. How do you balance that when the very nature of being an entrepreneur is progress and achievement? And, you know, it's that constant battle and balance. What do you want to say about that? Oh, man. <laughs> it's me, Stephanie, and my son, Jordan. Uh, it's constantly thinking about the team. If I say yes to this project, what am I saying no to? Am I saying no to spending time with them or am I saying no to more, more potential revenue or whatever, or another potential or potentially work with a, a greater music artist. And uh, for me, it's keeping it ridiculously simple uh, in terms of my entrepreneurship goals, because I want to achieve so much that it can make me, ambitious and at the same time i'm aggressive at trying to get it and uh, if i was oh, I, I single hear you on that. i could do that all i want but i'm with my family and my fiance she has school and she's working there to, so she's getting her externship credit so she's working 
And then I'm, I'm also taking care of my son. So keeping in mind of the roles I have in life, and I do that by meditating in the morning, helps me keep balance of what needs to be done, what I can let go, what I'm okay with delegating. Because uh, even though there's a bunch of things that I do need to get done, my mind particularly has a great way of making it seem like it's a life or death situation when it's really not. So so I'm still learning. This is, uh, is I forgot where I learned it from, but it's, well, we never have control of what's going to happen in our day. So uh, that's a, I'm going to say a fact that I'm still growing in because I know I can be a control freak like a like a madman uh, because I want I want to work at this time but sometimes I don't wake up at that time because I ended up working late and then sometimes there are doctor's appointments and I can't work in the morning so it's like okay what's the one thing that I can get done that will surely make a huge effect on everything else and if I do get that done what's the set what's the next from there once I said it, it's a matter of just letting go of what it looks like. Not being attached to, I got to get these five items done. It's more about, okay, I can get this done, but who, or more importantly, who am I committed to being throughout the rest of the day? Like, am I going to be present with my son or am I going to be present to my phone trying to check in emails? So I always do, do, do that every morning. I, I commit to who I want to be. First, then commit to what I'm getting done kind of thing. Oh, my goodness, Emory. I love that. I commit to who I want to be, not to what I want to get done. I think that's huge. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. Every, every time I find myself in this scenario, I'm always reminded of how I almost lost my family like a while back. And uh, it was because of my overambition. That I, I, like, it's that whole thing. Like I'm doing this for my family, but I'm not even connected with my family. And that's how it was a couple of years ago. If I once I start treading that water, I'm like, I need to take a step back and like, what's who is this for? If this is if work is becoming a hassle or to the point where I can't, I'm having, I'm not even spending time with my family. Then what's the point? Just because the whole point of why I'm doing this is is for them. So that's why. Getting at least one or two things done a day is important because ultimately I have no real control of how many hours I can really put in uh, because of the current schedule I have. I mean, once say Jordan starts going to regular school, that might be that might change because every day, every, like or every year, things change. Today's circumstances is what I have, so what I get to do is ultimately support Stephanie and her current passion of passion and her pursuit to become an excellent pastry chef and at the same time i get to pursue being a great father in jordan's early years where they really really matter i think that's really important that you brought that up with um the one thing and then also when you're saying yes to something then you're saying no to something else and vice versa and i love how you talked about how you analyze that on a daily basis and that you're intentional about that. And I think that would save a lot of heartache for a lot of people that are trying to get stuff done and trying to build their business. So thank you for sharing that. But uh, that's not to say I'm going to be a martyr and forget about the things I'm passionate about. It's just 
when there is time and most most of the time there is that's what, that's what my brain's great at catastrophizing is that there's no time to do this there's never there's never enough time I'm like uh yeah there is we can just uh not i don't know like make a quick healthier meal and sacrifice of making my sweet potato because i love eating sweet potato for dinner and the thing is that it takes a while to cook the way i want it so i just end up having a quick quick protein shake sometimes just to just to work for a couple hours before actually having to get it actually having a regular dinner or sacrificing some wind down time which is why i just watching some netflix to just for some just to uh, get some more work done in there yeah there always is time but there's not always a lot of time to try to focus on everything done. There's always time to get the one thing done. Watched a video recently from a acquaintance of mine. His name is Preston Smiles. You guys got to check him out if you guys are looking for some life-changing spiritual slash urban kind of messages. And what helps me make a quicker decision is what I'm going to say yes or no to connected or aligned with my vision. So is it aligned with uh, my vision of spending more time with my family, being extremely connected and supportive with them, and or is it aligned with my my vision for finances or whatever it may be? And if it's connected to anything, I have that, or if it's not, I it's either quick yes or quick no, because uh, before I used to overanalyze them, like uh benefits, pros, cons, such and such, uh, and I do that as a last resort. Because if it if it just happens to align with everything, I'm like, uh. But most of the time, it's like, is it aligned with who I want to become ultimately? And if it's a no, it's like, okay, I can let it go. Like, I can sacrifice having to work in the morning. I want to be there for Stephanie and Jordan. This is always aligned with my vision. Creating a digital vision board is just as powerful. If those who those who really want to be able to make more instant decisions. Get clear with the vision that they want to have. It doesn't have to be the whole life vision. It can be just your vision for your week. Uh, simple, something as small, as small as that to help us get clear with who we want to become and what life we want to create. Yes, I would definitely be interested in um, getting that resource so we can share it on the show notes. That sounds awesome. I just remember dreamitalive.com. Dreamitalive.com. Okay, that'll be a link in the show notes, so we'll have to check that out. We are going to switch into the dancepreneuring quick steps. So you are the second person to go through this. Are you ready? It's going to be three quick questions, and you have to tell me the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. My dorky laugh just came out. <laughs> okay, first question. Dance style you would love to try, but you haven't. That femme style, uh, it's like really popular right now. Yeah, it's a style that's not my own. It's I feel like I would be awkward and uh, look dumb, but I feel like it would be add a whole new dimension to to my freestyling. Really? Oh my gosh! I would have never guessed that about you. <laughs> what did you think of me? I don't know, like ballroom or something. I don't know. Because you and Steph could do it, you know? You and Steph could do it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was, it could be partner dance. I definitely want to try a Zook. Oh my goodness. My last interview, um, he, his name is ballroom B-boy hip twist. What? He does Zook with, yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing. You'll have to check him out. So yeah, that's, I've just recently learned about that style. It looks, it, it's really cool. And I've done a little bit of it in his class, but um, lots to learn in that style for sure. Crazy. Okay, next question. Favorite dancer and why? I just found him yesterday. It's on my it's on my Facebook. Benjamin something. I'll forward it to you. His his reason being is that he is a combination of choreography freestyle and b boy freestyle. It where it doesn't look like it's either. It looks like it's one fluid motion, and it's just brilliant how he moves, how he translates it. And uh, the video I have on my Facebook, the type of stuff I would do, I would, consi- I would consider it B-Boy contemporary. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Uh, that's ultimately... Cool. Yeah, that's ultimately one of the type of freestyling like, I'd like I'd like to do. It's, it's not exactly mainstream to do it. It's that popular. But it's a great... It's There you go. Da- it's Daniel Jerome. Okay, we'll have to link that in the show notes as well. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it, that style of what he has is beast. It's awesome too. So, yeah, it's it. I loved it. If I'm just blown away, it's like for those of you, it's who you know, it's like almost like Sean Avaristo meets Daniel in one style. And the last question for the dancepreneur in Quick Step: the dance style that currently describes your day and why? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. That's a really good one. Uh, dance style that currently describes my day. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with crumping. Crumping describes your day. Why? It's not set in its ways. Ah, okay. It, it, like it's not like where, where I have to locking blast and lock. There's a six step. Both crumping. It's so there's foundation guidelines, but there's all but there's obviously if there's. From, this is from my understanding of it. Foundation guidelines, but ultimately you do it differently all the time. When you do a blast and lock, it always looks the same for most people. Okay, but for this, it's sporadic. It's different. The energies are the energy for every, let's say, performance or when you go into cipher can is all up to the dancer. You can uh, either be a smooth style. It can be a rough style. So it could be a smooth day, a rough day. A happy day. So that's one of the reasons I like it right now. It's, uh, I just recently started watching, I forget what's this one group on Instagram. Crump is completely changed. And, but yeah, that's the current style I'd go with because it's every day has been different and it's just going with the flow. That's awesome. And yeah, that's, that's a great description of it. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you and also get information on your campaign for your app? Uh, if they are interested on stalking me, you can find me at emeroy.com. <laughs> Stalk me. It's emeroy.com. E-M-E-R-O-Y.com. Or if they want to learn more about Sequence, the formation app, you can find it at emeroy.com forward slash sequence we're gonna have our own domains for that soon enough and for instagram twitter facebook it's at emeroy b also follow me on periscope too i teach uh, i teach you guys health and fitness stuff dance tutorials and a lot of mindset stuff to help support everything that you're learning there 
Cool. Thank you so much for being on the podcast again. It's been great to catch up and I'm excited to see how this project goes. And of course, with everything else you have going on. So thanks, Emory. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm honored that you were, you're willing to let me back on. <laughs> What have you learned from the setbacks that you've experienced in your life and in your business? I would love to hear your story at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 035, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And it would be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast and give you a shout out on a future session of the Dance Premium Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.